Hi, this is Tom. I'm here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and uh, welcome to the show, Bob and Tom tonight. And we have a great show for you, including an interview with the pole sitter for the 103rd running of the Indy 500, Simon Pagano. We also will be talking with see Danica Patrick, Mike Tirico from NBC, and a host of others, including several drivers, actor Drew Powell, Bob from the Bob and Tom Show, who will be making a special appearance. Josh, Christy, and me. It should be a great time. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, don't forget, the 103rd running of the Indy 500, Sunday on NBC. I was just that you just stepped on me. Well, it's because you were there. <laughs> he was right here. Look, as soon as the drums kicks, you start. You know what? Sorry, folks. Tom is still a dick. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, Bob. Missed anything. From the Napa Auto Parts Mobile Studio, it's the Bob and Tom Show. Woo! Oh, look at the crowd! Ones of people cheering us on. Some applause would be nice. Thank you, Tom. How are you? Can we, Mike? Let's give them lavaliers. There only four of them. Four of them. Christy. Josh. Good to see you. And, of course, Bob is here with us. Josh. As Chick would say, uh, this is awkward. This is awkward, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Right Especially now, Chick, today. Chick can't say anything. He's got a CPAP machine strapped to his face. <laughs> we'll cover that in a minute. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, welcome uh, guest to today, a plethora. Oh, did you want names? Oh, no, no, just say plethora. Uh, plethora. Uh, everyone can figure We're that out. We're going to just guess who they are. Uh, well, we've got uh, actor Drew Powell. Yay. Good friend of the show. We have uh, NBC correspondent Kevin Lee coming Yay. in. Oh, Kevin. And uh, three IndyCar drivers, J.R. Hildebrand, Sage Karam, and Simon Pagano will oh, be here. Ah, yes. Mr. Pagano will be on the poll. Yes. Yes, yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, Kevin his Lee. His parents can say that proudly, unlike yeah. other yes. parents. Yeah. And many parents, will they say, yeah, my daughter's on the poll tonight <laughs> at Boonies. <laughs> and that, that's that, that, that's bony stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the yeah, one, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one who just fell off. <laughs> oh, it's just burnt out. Okay, we are coming to you live from the Mobile Napa Auto Parts Studio, as uh, Josh indicated. We are actually within the confines of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Now, by confines, we're really not very confined because. What is the stat? You could fit the Vatican in here. Yes. Along with Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things that will fit inside here. Yeah, we're inside the uh, two and a half mile oval. Thank you, Christy. At the, Indian, at the, <laughs> the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, of course, the Indianapolis 500. The 103rd running of the Indy 500 coming up Sunday. Uh, it'll be on NBC this year. And uh, I had a chance to meet some of the NBC people already uh, and they have what is it 80 cameras it is going to be incredible coverage and of course if you're one of the uh, f- what 400 plus thousand people here on Sunday I'd be you, one. you'll be able to see the greatest spectacle in racing we I'll have, be one we are on the uh, Chevy stage and um, you know there was a time when I'd say I sure would like that Corvette now I'm kind of thinking boy I would sure love one of those trucks. The Silverado? Those yeah. are those are so nice. This There's is nothing better than a truck, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, you can do anything with it. The only problem is what? people always want you to help them move. No. No. Mm-hmm. I think we determined uh-huh. that mm-hmm. the, the days of a case of beer to help a buddy move end at 30. Yes. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Yes. Yep. If they don't, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Last, I helped my, uh, my college roommate Henry asked me to help him move uh, Oh, it's 20-some years ago. Um, I didn't know that, A, he lived in the third floor, and, B, he had an antique barber chair. 
Oh, pa- those apparently are heavy. made out of plutonium. <laughs> that may have been cast iron. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, it was, man. But that's the last. What time was I- the uh, barber chair for? Was he actually cutting hair, or is it for uh, like shots and you know? It's, yeah, it's, uh, get, buying a barber chair is one of those things you get when you're at an antique store and, you, and your wife isn't with you. <laughs> that's true. Look, a barber chair. This mm-hmm. is so cool. So he was <laughs> married at the time. Well, yeah, Henry has since been married. <laughs> oh, a time oh. or two. Okay, uh, he's very happily married now. Uh, I, I'm guessing, but the others. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing numbers two and well, one and two. I'm guessing somewhere along the way, the barber chair was left. tossed. Yeah, we could do sure. a whole show about stuff, stuff that you he, lost. Oh yeah, when you got married, or even uh, got a new girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. There are things that just go. Yeah, and uh, so you haven't lost anything yet, have you, Josh? Oh, uh, a few things. Something? With certain <laughs> I'm guessing okay, right. in the last few weeks. Uh, all right. Whoa. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Yeah, my, my Chucky doll may be ending up in a box sometime soon. <laughs> oh. Not the Chucky doll. Yeah. No. I know. It's a shame, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, Bob, as you know, that's often called vagina repellent. <laughs> is she not a horror fan? Uh, she, horror? Horror? Yeah, horror? She, she likes them, but... <laughs> well, Josh likes the horse. That's probably what broke him up. That's, like, I'm considered a connoisseur. Uh, yeah. right. You may have to put the horrors away. That's yeah. why I had to really the, say it like that. Are we being broadcast on uh, Facebook right now? Okay, good. Um, no, we, they dropped us. We are... <laughs> after his intro. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. The, the sun is rising um, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The, uh, the, the gates are not open yet so um uh, the crowd in front it's of cool. the it's, Chevy it's stage is actually nothing you know but what? automobiles and trucks i think this is the worst it's ever been for us there's well the, no, no one's allowed you know in so yeah. the staff is even bored with exactly <laughs> usually there's some guy sweeping yeah yeah not this year uh-uh. yeah <laughs> the guy with the leaf blower is my favorite oh yeah, yeah. i would like to sit in at uh, the the meetings of the companies that make leaf blowers when the guy goes oh, we found a new technology we can make this ear piercing we can make ears. it louder we can make it a frequency that will break glass. Cool. This will go up to 11. That's what we're going to do. We call this the baby waker. Uh, uh-huh. Well, this is the baby maker over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Larger, but makes less noise. Yes. Well, good to know. Um, so coming up, we're going to be talking to some of the drivers that will be in the 103rd running of the Indy 500. We opened the show with an absolute classic. Uh, the Bob and Tom Band and Orchestra with a song written by and performed by Snake Pit Dave. Just a Mario. Just a Mario. The reason is that this is the 50th anniversary of the great Mario Andretti's win in 1969. Yeah, Incredible. I remember it like it was. Won yesterday. the Indy 500. And um, Mario. You're uh, supposed to say, I, I wish I was alive when that happened. Wish I would have been alive when that happened. (laughs) No, that's actually the very first recollection of this place I have was that year. I was nine, I'll admit it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought Mario Andretti was the cutest thing, and I just, I was he's so still, excited. He's, he's still pretty good looking. He's a he's very a, He's handsome, a good looking man. Very yeah. handsome You'd man. do him, wouldn't you, Josh? Uh, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a new wrinkle. <laughs> is he coming in this morning? No. Well, no maybe. I, purposely not. Interestingly <laughs> enough. Um, not after he hears this. Uh, mm-hmm. NBC television is going to have, if I'm not mistaken, a three-hour Tour? Uh, uh, pre-game, I guess you'd call it, uh, prior to the Indy 500. And wow. one of the features will involve the host on NBC, Mike Tarika, of Mike in the car. There's a two-seater. Oh, he did the two-seater with Mario? There's a two-seater Indy car, oh. and Mario drove him. Oh, how cool. I have had the pleasure of doing the two-seater. Bob, did you do it? No, I got to drive one myself. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's How'd even cooler. That <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't crash. Yeah, I did all right. How Good. fast did you go? Uh, I was limited to uh, I think a hundred miles an hour. Wow! So yeah. when Mario drives, it's double that. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Plus. And, plus. Yeah. 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 And yeah, uh, these uh, th- this one had a governor on it. I don't think they have that uh, on the uh, on the track they on do. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those cars at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. When you're a kid, yeah. for God's sake, it's going two miles an hour. Yep. Give me a break. Uh, well, we'll talk with Mike uh, about that. I got some audio from I was over here yesterday talking to some some people, including Danica Patrick, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Paul Tracy, who's going to be one of the race uh, former race driver commentators. Oh, nice! Is Dale Earnhardt Jr. driving the pace car? Yes, this year? that's what I thought. Yes. You might be faster than anybody. you know. What? They may not be able to pull him off the track. <laughs> <laughs> and the pace car has, has he ever driven an Indy car? Do you know? Did I don't you? think he has. Uh, that I don't know. I mean, even just oh. playing around. Well, he's been here in a. I would imagine for NASCAR, every driver's right. tried I, the open wheel. I did ask time. him. Yeah. I, my first it's question. Scary for some. My first question was: You get to drive the Corvette, the pace car for the 103rd running of the Indy 500. Do you get to keep it? I don't think the uh, <laughs> no. The he driver said, does. I said you need a better agent. Yeah, <laughs> the winner gets to keep it. Yeah, the, yeah. the winner of the race does get to keep it. So. Uh, uh, congratulations to uh, Dale for getting at least to drive the pace. Oh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is our guest. Dale, you get to drive the pace car. Do you get to keep it? <laughs> no. I, w- I wish. It's a nice Corvette, but no, somebody else is going to get a hold of that thing. That's a shame. I think you need to renegotiate. Uh, it's going to be a great day, the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. What exactly are your duties? Uh, there, you know, I'm here for the first time and i'm gonna walk around and see a lot of different locations of the racetrack and just react to my you know what i'm seeing and we're just going to capture that me and rutledge wood are going to spend the morning before the race walking around looking at different locations on the track and the facility some of the more historic spots in this racetrack and uh, hopefully get to talk to some of the drivers on the driver's introduction stage up there and just a lot of different things and then i'm going to drive the pace car I'll get on the uh, pit box with Danica and uh, Mike Tarico, and they'll come to us periodically throughout the race just to get our feelings and reaction to what we're seeing in the event. But it's going to be very uh, easy, you know. I don't really uh, – I just kind of get to have a natural reaction to, to everything and not a, not going to have to be a numbers and stats guy and, uh, you know, do all the things we typically do in the booth. Okay, you're going to be Mike the whole time? I imagine so, yeah. Do you know what you're going to say? Have you thought about it at all? Or? No, it's just natural. Just like this conversation we're having now, I'll just have a normal conversation with Brett, and there won't be anything scripted. I mean, it's just the best. That's the best part about it is to be able to get a genuine sort of reaction to where we are. If we're at the pit on stage, you know, that's going to be incredible, and there's going to be a lot of people there having a lot of fun, and want want to be able to sort of show the fans at home exactly where we are and what we're doing, and uh, we won't really have too much of a rehearsal or anything about. It. What we're, what we're going to do on Sunday. Okay. Are you a Game of Thrones guy? I'm not. Do you have a uh, go-to TV show that you watch when you have to uh, sit around for a long time? Uh, it used to be The Office a long time ago, but then The Office went away. Um, I, yeah, I really don't watch a ton of TV now because my wife, my wife either has the TV on what she wants to watch or we got it on cartoons for our little girl, Isla, and I don't really spend a lot of time. If I'm going to have the opportunity to uh, – to, to, to even do anything, I'm going to you know try to catch up on Twitter and social media and the news and see what else is going on with my Redskins and all that good stuff. So, okay. 
Okay, we have a huge Redskins fan on our staff, Chick McGee, who you've met. Uh, your thoughts on the Redskins? He'll want to hear this. What do you think? Yeah, you know, as everybody, we're disappointed and, and, and heartbroken over the injury with Foster and linebacker. Going to be almost impossible to replace a talent like that. But still, you know, we we have some great players at that position that can be consistent. We've got a very solid defense around them. So I'm still, you know, very hopeful that we're going to do well. He wasn't on the team last year, and we had a great defense. I'll say that. So there's still good hope there on the defensive side of the ball. We got a great quarterback in Haskins that we drafted. I'm, I mean, as a fan, you're thrilled because that's going to be a whole lot of fun during preseason and, and, and training camp and all that, watching him play and figuring out whether he's got it or not. And so that's, that's thrilling for any team when they get a new quarterback, a new toy. So that's going to be fun to see how that develops. He should help the offense if he can get, get in there and make it happen. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank Dale. You. Certainly appreciate it. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Hello. We are in the mobile Napa Auto Parts studios today on the uh, Chevy stage at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the site on Sunday of the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. Listen to that crowd. Woo! Now, um, on Sunday, on that Sunday, I'm not even here. Uh, even here? Yeah. On yeah. Sunday, there How will be. Uh, when there's no one here. There'll be se- several hundred thousand people here. Uh, right now, the gates are not open, so oh. it's primarily employees, uh, staff, people, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, let's just say uh, that uh, on the dais, uh, Christy Lee is right next to me. Hi, Christy. Hi, Tom. And technically, yes. uh, this is the Navy Federal Credit Union portable news desk. Yes, today. it is. Uh, and uh, Josh is uh, sitting in for Chick at the NutriChomps sports desk. Chick once again had a, a special procedure on his heart again yesterday, so uh, he's uh, taken some uh, taken some well deserved time off to uh, rest up. He did not have a heart attack. No, Chick had a, a stent put in his heart. Uh, and I'm uh, sitting in for Josh, and uh, the, Bob is sitting the, in for Josh at the <laughs> Pornhub desk. Thanks for joining us. It's great to see Bob. Thanks for joining Hi, us, everybody. Yes. Uh, now, um, the broadcast of the Indy 500 will be on NBC Television this year, and uh, the host will be Mike Tirico. Yeah, I had a chance to He's talk great. with Mike. He, he is, is great. What a nice guy! And when it was super cool yesterday, uh, we were in this uh, sort of press area, and when it was all over. Mike wanted to get a picture of the famous Borg Warner Trophy just for himself. He oh, just, just cool. kind of walked Do you, over I there. I don't blame him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because yeah, it's, it's to get close to that famous trophy. Oh, cool. And then if you've never seen it, it's, what is it, like four feet high? And it's it almost has, as tall as me, yeah. Has uh, It keeps getting taller, doesn't it? What do they call Seems it? Seems like is, it. Is that called a bar relief when you have like half the face sculpted onto yeah. it? Mm-hmm. The, 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 so in any event, he, he walked up there with his camera and was taking some pictures. I uh, have a picture. It was very, very cool. I had a chance to talk to him about uh, something very interesting. Someone has designed a two-seater Indy car, which is a, um, uh, there's a, a seat in front of, I'm sorry, there's a seat in back of the driver. Right. But in front of the driver would be very, very scary. <laughs> um, that would be even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it goes very fast. Oh, yeah. And um, to go around, the, the, the drivers on Sunday will be going an average of, what, 230 miles an hour-ish? Fast. Yes. So Tarico actually went on a, uh, the two-seater? And, and the guy driving it was Mario Andretti. Oh, and Mario man. was celebrating the 50th, 50th anniversary of his win at Indy. And I, I think we have the audio of uh, when I'm talking to Mike about his uh, trip. Let's see if that Speaking to Mr. Days. Mike Tarico, you had the privilege um, or a terrifying experience of being in the two-seater with Mr. Mario Andretti? Privilege, absolute privilege. I will not confirm the speeds that we hit 
or the desired speed of the driver. But uh, I will say if you can give an Uber driver five stars, Mario gets 25. That was one of a kind for me. Uh, you don't have to get tackled when you're covering a football game. They don't say, hey, Mike, suit up. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a very good point. It was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. And the chance for me, other than the uniqueness of doing it, uh, was to kiss the art of bricks with Mario Andretti. I'll have that picture forever. And to have the opportunity to hear from Mario directly about 1969. We spent about 15 minutes before we left, and uh, he was able to tell me some of the things from 50 years ago that still resonate with him. And he's an American sports icon, so to get a chance to do that was just unforgettable. Once again, Mike Tirico going around the track, and there'll be, I'm sure, a great video piece about that in the three-hour uh, pre, uh, pre-race broadcast, I guess pre-game, three-hour-plus, oh, I believe. Yeah on NBC. We're going to talk to one of the guys that will be part of that broadcast in just a few minutes. It's the Super Bowl of auto racing. The Borg Warner, by the way, is six feet tall. Is it six feet tall? Yeah. Yeah, it's tall. It's taller than you. Yeah, I have a picture of me, but it's on a big pedestal, so it's even way taller than me. The trophy's on a pedestal. Yeah, I'm not on a pedestal. Of course I'm not on a pedestal. Clarify that, certainly. (laughs) You're a woman of the people. Uh, <laughs> she can still be put on a pedestal. Uh, of course. Well, thank you, Bob. Yes. All right. Uh, now, Who oh, doesn't yeah. want to be on a pedestal? Let's grab some news with uh, Christy. We aren't Lee. done with our Today in History. No, what else We happened? only did one birthday. We have a whole bunch more. What? Um, the inventor of the Reese Cup, Hen- uh, Harry Burnett Reese. It's Reese. That man should Reese's. be in the Hall of Fame. He should. It's Whatever. the Reese. Oh, he's cup. some jackass. He ran into his buddy who was carrying <laughs> peanut butter. They both fell down. And he, I don't care. The, uh, the man cups. should be in the Hall Let's of Fame. Patent this. He was born in 1879. Harry Burnett Reese's. Reese's. Yeah, Reese's. Reese's. Yeah, not Reese's. Reese's. No. Nope. Here in the Midwest, we call them Reese's. I grew up Reese's. in the Midwest. It's Reese's. Well, yeah, ask Reese's Chick. pieces. Chick and I call it Reese's because we're hillbillies. So leave us alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here in America, it's Reese's yeah, pieces. Born on this date in So you're not a, you're a, if you're a redneck, you're not a pedestal, you're on a platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you yeah, go. You're, you're on blocks. Yeah, yeah, blocks. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're on blocks like my trailer. Right. Thanks, I got Bob. You. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Born on this date in 1938, Tommy Chong. Wow. 1938? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah. He is. Yep. And um, didn't he have to go to jail? He did. For making the bongs or something? Yeah, he had some uh, illegal paraphernalia, and I yep. think he spent two years ridiculous in uh, in prison. Well, yeah, that seems a little bit nuts. He and Cheech still go out. Yeah. <laughs> they hang out. Yeah. yeah, we had them both in the studio. What was it? Three years ago? Yeah, they they've been on tour not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I believe uh, Cheech Marin noted that it was the uh, expensive divorce tour. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That'll Cheech, happen. Cheech Marin was also a stud on Jeopardy. Remember that he. Cleaned yep. up. Smart man. Celebrity, yeah. Yeah, very he was v- very good on Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, Born on this date in 19... 19- by the way, is the uh, the guy, uh, James, what's he's his name? He's still there. Is he still there? He sure is, and he is uh, about eight, a little over 8,000 away from hitting 2 million. He's also one uh, TV episode away from uh, surpassing... Ken Jennings? No, oh. uh, Roseanne Barr on the Connors. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. 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 Uh, good point. What's stay, his name? stay away from the ambient, James. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? Yeah. James Holtzauer. James F- Fahrenheit. Okay. Uh, yes. Holtzauer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sir. Holtzauer sounds like a gun, doesn't it? It, it does. does. Uh, yeah. Holtzauer. So Tommy Chong is, wow. Old. Yeah, man. I, when he, <laughs> He's old, yeah. He's almost 80, right? 
81. He's 81 uh, today. You know, my math isn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Bob? Math is hard. (laughs) Math is hard. With Tommy Chong, when they sing him happy birthday, halfway through the song, he realized, hey, man, it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. Tries to smoke the candles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they're not. They aren't candles on this day. Yeah, probably not. Born on this date in 1941, Bob Dylan. Yeah. No kidding. Happy birthday. My candles are blowing in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) They're blowing out, man. My candles are blowing in the wind. I can't think of any other song. No, let's not. (laughs) Don't think twice. It's all right. Born on this date in 1945, Priscilla Presley. And ladies, you think your husband spends a lot of time in the bathroom. <laughs> wow. Elvis is still in there. Oh, I No, I don't think way. he is anymore. I, yeah. yeah. I think he finished. Yeah. Yeah. Born on this date in 1955, Roseanne Cash. She's great. She is. Her and kids are named Change. Interesting. Yeah. Name. Yeah. Who would have said that? Right? This, uh, this is Penny. Yeah, I, Penny. I name him after each of the presidents. This is uh, Abraham. And this is... Uh, Born on the stage Jefferson. in 1965, John C. Riley. I love John C. Riley. Me too. Sure, One of my great favorites. Did you see the uh, Laurel and Hardy? Movie? I did not. Great. Good, yeah, uh, he John, was great. John C. Riley is the voice of um, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And he's he's uh, he usually plays the buddy of the really handsome actor. Yeah. Or, yeah. or he's the guy yeah. that isn't Will Ferrell. <laughs> in, 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 yes. In, in most movies. Uh, well, coming up, we're going to be talking to somebody who is going to be uh, in the booth, as they say, during the 103rd running of the Indy 500. Kevin Lee, Kevin no Lee relation, by the way. Oh, oh good Yeah, we're know. not related. Okay. We worked together many years ago with the Indiana Pacers, but we're not related. And many people think that you're Asian. That, that is true. I'm quite they surprised do. when they meet you when yes. you're blonde. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Lee. Okay. We get that all the time. Well, I understand the, the Lee thing. Yeah. Um, and they think that uh, Josh Arnold is uh, Tom Arnold's son. Well, looking at me, you might assume. <laughs> really? This is the Bob and Tom Show. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to Mr. Mike Tarico. You had the privilege um, or a terrifying experience of being in the two-seater with Mr. Mario Andretti? Privilege. Absolute privilege. I will not confirm the speeds that we hit or the desired speed of the driver, but uh, I will say if you can give an Uber driver five stars, Mario gets 25. That was one of a kind for me. You don't have to get tackled when you're covering a football game. They don't say, hey, Mike, suit up. Right, exactly. It's a a very good point. It's rare that you put on a fire suit or a helmet or shoulder pads, as you said, and a helmet to get ready for an event. Uh, It was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. And the chance for me, other than the uniqueness of doing it, was to kiss the art of bricks with Mario Andretti. I'll have that picture forever. And to have the opportunity to hear from Mario directly about 1969. We spent about 15 minutes before we left, and uh, he was able to tell me some of the things from 50 years ago that still resonate with him. And he's an American sports icon, so to get a chance to do that was just unforgettable. Are we going to see some pieces of you, um, <laughs> or I'm sorry, excuse me, pieces with you yes, right. on, the, on the broadcast? You'll see all of me. Uh, a little piece of the time with Mario. And we had another surprise with Mario and somebody else on our crew. I'm not going to give it away, but we've got Mario and someone else for a little lap around the track coming up during our show. Cool. And you guys, obviously, the the, the, the ladies and gentlemen that drive the Indy 500, lots and lots of practice. Do you actually practice? Do you do a practice broadcast? We'll go rehearse some of the elements for the show. We won't uh, 
practice the full pre-race show because it's three hours. But we'll go through many of the elements because it's a, it's a technical dance that you're trying to do in amongst and around 300,000 people, moving from location to location, where our sets will be, uh, who's going when. There's a lot of planning that goes into a TV show because there are so many people, so many cameras, so many video elements. And I think the joy of our job, and you know this being in a, in a live medium so often, you only get one shot at it. So if you don't practice something that we don't do on a regular basis, it's not going to come off at the level we expect. And we expect it to be as fine as uh, we can do. The drivers are always asked, do you have a good luck charm? Do you have a ritual? Do you have a broadcast ritual throughout your career? Is there something you always wear, the two, two different socks? Do you have some really odd thing people would like to know about? I think my socks match today. Apparently they do. They're, They're very <laughs> colorful, though. I like that. But that's a way to throw people off if they don't match. Uh, no, I don't. I'm just... Uh, it's kind of go in and do it, and I've done it for a long time and love it. Uh, I think as long as uh, I do the preparation the way I like to prepare for it, um, I, I, I wish I had one of those little good luck charms or something like that, but I, I need to keep it simple for my little brain. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have one either. I used to throw up before every broadcast. The first that was in my, I've been doing this for 40 years, but those first few years I was so nervous. Do you still get nervous at all? Nervous, no. I'd say you get a rush of adrenaline. And some anticipation uh, when you hear the music, you start to come on the air. You know that people are waiting to see that venue for the first time. So I think for me, it's more anticipation as opposed to nerves. Uh, at this point, you don't think about how many millions of people are watching. You just want to make sure that you do the right thing to get to the next thing. Great, super. Thanks. Great seeing you, great sir. You. Have a great show. Uh, welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. We are live Hello. in the uh, in the mobile Napa Auto Parts studios. Within the confines of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and we're on the Chevrolet stage, and the gates are not open yet. Today is what they call Carb Day, right? and it's a tradition, uh, uh, and there'll be many, many thousands of people here today uh, streaming in shortly. Mm -hmm. Up in the dais, things have gotten significantly more handsome. Indeed. Thank you. I thank you. I, that was a slow pitch. <laughs> mm -hmm. see, see, Bob knows how to hit him out of the park. <laughs> I, I saw Josh. Uh, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> thank you. That, that's the voice of Kevin Lee. Now, Kevin, you're going to be part of the NBC television broadcast. Yeah, right very there. cool. I've done radio for this race for many, many years, but for the first time ever, the race is not on ABC. It's on NBC for the first time and uh, everyone is here. They, they are treating this like the Super Bowl or the Kentucky Derby. It's yeah, a big the, deal. The Today Show was here a couple days ago mm -hmm. and um, what day is today? Uh, today? Today is Friday. It, they were here yesterday. They were here yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a long day yesterday. Oh. Uh, well, you always I do saw you out working. Yeah, yeah I, I was here. Getting I, stuff done. I, yeah, and we uh, talked with uh, Mike Tarico, who's going to be the host. He, he is, uh, wow, is he a great, nice guy. Oh, super guy. What a pleasure to meet you him. You meet him and it seems like you've known him for 15 years. I bet I've spent two days with him, and it's already like, oh, we're old chums, and he remembers names of your and family. He's, he's been like all that. over the world. Sure has. Covering yeah. sporting Every events. Every sport you could think of. He's headed to Paris right after this. Oh, the yeah. French Open. And, uh, or maybe he's doing some Stanley Cup final work first, but his assignments after this are hockey and tennis. Wow. I know. Uh, our big hockey fan is uh, Josh Arnold. Over yes. There. Yes. Uh, St. Louis Blues diehard fan. And you, Very much so. We're probably going to send... What, what day will the home games be? Uh, beginning next Saturday. So they play in uh, Boston Monday and Wednesday, and then Saturday they'll start in St. Louis. Saturday so, and Monday. Is that the, so you'd want to go to the Saturday you game. you want to go to the presumably. Monday game. 
Yeah, sure. Take Monday. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'd have to take uh, Monday and Tuesday. That's right. Um, and probably Wednesday because of travel. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Think sure. Ahead, Josh. There's a lot of construction. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of time zones, too. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In oh. fact, this year, to make the Indianapolis 500 more accurate, they're going to put some construction cones out there. <laughs> so you Maybe a few feel, potholes? So you feel like you're driving. <laughs> like in Indiana. Everywhere in the, mid- everywhere in the Midwest, I think, <laughs> yes. at this point. Now, uh, so, uh, Kevin, what is your uh, job this weekend? So I'll be in the pits for the race. Today I'm in the booth and the pits. I'm I'm kind of on uh, Lee Diffie's backup. Lee Diffie is our play-by-play man. So All Mike right. hosts the broadcast, brings us on the air. He's in different locations. Lee is our play-by-play guy. Uh, fantastic. He calls the Olympics and, yeah, and many other things. Very so, distinguished voice. Yes. yes. So occasionally he has other assignments. We haven't been able to clone Diff. So when he's not available, I'm in the booth. But I'll be in the pits for this race. And that's it's a cool assignment because it's not like a sideline reporter for basketball or football where it's, you know, frankly, the play-by-play guy could say so what's on, going to be said. We get instant information. So what will you be wearing on race day so our fans can find you? I'll have uh, the a red the, hat or anything? No, or? I'll have the NBC <laughs> fire suit okay, on. So, yeah. Well, do you know who you're covering? What pits you're covering? Yeah, I'm in the middle. Oh, okay. Uh, I suddenly think I've got, I know I've got Will Power, uh, so Scott some... Scott Dixon, Tony Kanaan, Graham Rahal. Oh, you got the big boys. I've got All several. Right. Um, Marty Snyder will be at pit out, and he's got kind of the top six. So it's, it's based on qualifying. So he's got right. a couple of Penske's. He's got uh, Rossi and people like that. So what is they're your, 10 to 12 really strong. What does your fire suit look like? It's a race car driver suit, and it says a giant NBC, NBC logo they, on it. They they toned it down a little bit. We've had a couple before that it's like the entire <laughs> size of your torso, and this one's a little less obnoxious. Are you so allowed like to uh, sell your own sponsorship on your uniform? <laughs> I've asked that. Yeah. I've asked that. Can I wear my hat? Can I get? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because my my son drives, so I'm thinking of putting his sponsors on my forehead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, very that's nice. not been approved yet by uh, corporate. Not. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be. Uh, I, was that Haywood Banks had an idea once that all politicians should be like uh, NASCAR guys mm-hmm. and have, on, when they get up on stage, all the people that have given them money, they would I mean, have big patches Every lobbyist that's yes, ever... every yeah, lobbyist. Yeah. So I actually like that idea a lot. Yeah. 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 It's a great idea, so it won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're speaking with Kevin Lee. He's going to be one of the reporters for the NBC team. Was it 80 cameras or something are out there? It's oh, insane. I think I heard like 140. And oh if my. you include the different angles that you get from the onboards, which can give you six or seven different looks, Terry Lingner said it's probably around 200. He's our oh, producer. Man. That's a, a, what he and our director, Mike Wells, are deciding what to take. So, And have you been in the two-seater? The, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I've... I've Probably was here about 10 years ago. I, I did Watkins Glen with Mario a couple of years ago. That was fun. So I've done two or three different tracks. It's amazing. It feels like here, there's no way the thing is not tipping over and the rear end is not coming out. Oh and they're going 50 miles per hour slower, slower. than yeah. they'll go in the Indy 500. They're going about the same speed as a NASCAR stock car, 180 or so. Wow. Uh, and what's interesting about the Indianapolis 500 coming up on Sunday the field from the car that is in front of the pole position to the one on the rear, they're separated by how much time over the 10-mile time trial? Like 1.8 seconds or something yeah, like incredible. that? Incredible. Yeah, but it's it, the closest ever. Has anybody done the math on that? How many feet would that be? So someone sent me, they did the math between Kyle Kaiser making the race and two-time world champion Fernando Alonso not, mm-hmm. and the elapsed time over four laps was something like three or four inches. Oh, that's wow. how close Jeez. it is. Wow. And that's why they talk about rubbing on the car and polishing the car. They want it as smooth 
as it can possibly be. Doesn't matter that much on road courses, but here it's the absolute least amount of drag you can find. Hmm. And uh, Mr. Alonso has more, I understand, more Twitter followers than um, the Pope and uh, the President <laughs> of the United States yeah. combined. And he, oh, wow. It would have been great if he'd been here. Yeah. Because the international audience would be huge. In, in some ways, though, you know, I, I think I was torn because he's great for the event and certainly from the international perspective. But it somewhat to the world validates how difficult it is to yep, make this race. Point. And you cannot just show up. And this is not on Fernando Alonso. He was in a plug-and-play car two years ago with Andretti. Right. It was just McLaren's sponsorship. Well, now McLaren tried to do it on their own, and they probably got a little bit arrogant that, oh, we'll come in, we'll make it with no problem. And they were not prepared, and the mistakes they made were really laughable. You know, I heard you talking about not converting... Uh, well, metric to inches. It's, it's, that was one. It was my understanding that they had to get some equipment from Mr. Penske and Mr. Andretti. And I'm not sure that Penske gave them setups, but they did get help. They definitely got equipment from from Andretti. Well, is it true that there was some confusion about whether it was metric or That's inches? what Zach Brown, the head of the program. Now, I also heard admitted. a rumor that McLaren delayed practice for two days waiting for the proper paint color. Is that true? Because that's really funny. Somewhat. So the backup car was in the shop because it wasn't the proper color of orange. It wasn't papaya orange. Mm. So it was still in the shop being painted when they crashed and not here. And that's unfathomable that your backup car is not on property and prepared to go. You're there's always a chance you're going to crash. There's a, there's a paint store just down the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they were more interested in although, the branding than the actual performance. I just had to do some painting in my house. You know, Sherwin-Williams has 50 different colors of white. There you go. And, and, yeah, uh-huh. and it's amazing how wrong a man can be. Oh, yeah. How about this one, honey? Okay. I, 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 What's I, the difference between eggshell white and white? Oh. Uh, a lot. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, really? Yeah. I did so many swaths, the whole room would look like a checkerboard. <laughs> we're speaking with Kevin uh, Lee. This is the Bob and Tom program. And Bob is here visiting. Thanks so yes. much for coming, Bob. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, sitting in for Bob usually is Josh. Today, Josh is sitting in for Chick. Yes. And Chick's doing fine. He just had a heart procedure again yesterday. We look forward to seeing him back here uh, on the on the Bob and Tom program. So and you're doing a stint at the desk. That's right. Because yeah. Chick got a stint. Chick had a short stint getting a stint. This is like doing yeah. my crossword puzzles. It really is. <laughs> wow. Well, let's get back to the action. Uh, Kevin, you'll be once again part of the broadcast of the 103rd running of the Indy 500. Uh, is it called the pregame? What do you call the, it's a, it's a three-hour... Pre-race. Pre-race. So we've, NBC has significantly expanded the amount of programming. I think we've already done like 60 or 70 hours this week. Every moment a car moved, we were on either on television or the new digital channel, which is the new wave, NBC Sports Gold. But we'll go on NBCSN at 9 a.m., 9 to 11 on cable, and you'll see all 33 drivers at some point. We'll get either a graphic and a mention, more interviews, and then we go on NBC Network at 11 a.m. The race is a little bit later. It's been moved back to 1245, although with weather, it's there's still some conversation about moving it up. If it's dry, oh, it looks really? like it will rain early. Not more than like 15 or 20 minutes because the track what, has the uh, pre-race ceremony. Would they make that call on race day? I don't know. Uh, my guess is they would make that... Saturday night, okay. but it could be in the morning. But again, it would be only twenty minutes, and this isn't like a basketball game where we know it's a seven ten tip up mm-hmm. and tip off, and we show up at seven oh eight. People are in their seats out there at eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. Sure, we try to be. Yeah, we really do. So we who's we the, like um, all the uh, pre ceremony stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah stuff. that's that's, that's a blast. as important as the race itself. Oh, I agree. It's all a spectacle. I mean, look at the Kentucky Derby. How long is the race? Two minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now uh, we're talking with Kevin Lee, part of the NBC broadcast, and it'll be incredibly exciting. 
exciting with all these new camera angles. They really can put you in the car. You've had a chance to talk to a lot of the drivers. We'll have a couple of them stopping by here later. Who's the funniest? Will Power. And it's a dry sense of humor, mm-hmm. but if you can get him in the right situation, it's probably a little more difficult on race weekend. But his brother is actually a stand-up comic in Australia. And as oh, Will right? has gotten more comfortable with all of us, it, it, it comes out. And he is he's a funny dude. I uh, would not have because we've interviewed him many times. I no again, idea. a lot no of idea. times he's dry and, and he, he doesn't know you. So. He had never heard <laughs> and he had never heard the song lady willpower right it's now uh, or never that yeah, yeah that that uh, gem <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently yeah. probably apparently because that wasn't a hit overseas <laughs> well it was all it might have been a hit but it was probably 30 years before he was born yeah but still if there'd been a, if there'd been a hit song called josh arnold yeah, I'd be it's now or someone would have eventually pointed it out to you and then hinchcliffe is the other i mean yeah. this guy could do whatever he wants he yeah, could be great. a stand-up comedian sure. he can take my job any day he wants it so we're all big fans of hinch driving forever and he can yeah. dance because he's going to have one of our jobs the day he wants it. And he can dance. That's right. And he's in it this year after last he year. He made the race. He made the race. He starts in the back, but he's got a pretty decent car, so he's one of those that can make their way forward. You're just trying to survive the first couple of laps if you're him. Okay. Now, um, when you were a kid, did you always want to be a sports guy? I did. Did you um, want to be an athlete or an announcer? Well, I wanted to be an athlete until by the time I finished high school. And, and really, by the time I was 12, I knew yeah. high school was about as far yeah. as it was going to go. And it become somewhat clear. That, yeah. Uh, so my first time on television, by the way, I'm a, I'm a radio guy. I worked in radio forever and, and somehow found my way into national television 10 years ago. So I was the uh, post-game host, uh, pre-game host for the Pacers radio network. And one day, Christy who was doing television sideline reporting then, had something come up and couldn't get to the arena on time. So they said, hey, kid, you're going to interview Larry Brown in five minutes. So that was for the television broadcast. You're welcome, Kevin. Hey, Josh. It took 15 years before anything else to happen. Josh, it was was, uh, her second divorce. (laughs) (laughs) We could probably do the math. Wow. That would have been the time. I've got I've got some Indy 500 trivia that's kind of interesting. All right, uh, all right. Uh, Where's Donald? I, uh, I got his number. Bob, I think knows this one. Ray Haroon, winner of the inaugural 500, was the only person who drove solo without a mechanic. And do you know why? Do you know this one? His mechanic called in sick. Uh, that would be a really good a really good tie-in to our previous story. I know how they got around it. So a mechanic was going through a divorce? <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Take, well, take well, a shot. The, the rule was that you had to have a riding mechanic as sort of a spotter to help you with traffic along with maintaining the car. So they said, well, what if we do this? What if we create this contraption where I can see behind me. So they invented the rearview mirror. They uh-huh. invented the rearview mirror here at the end. No. Now, Bob and I, when we both moved here from Michigan, didn't have a lot of money, and we both had to have a riding mechanic just to drive around Harbor Springs because our cars broke down all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, they were rusty. Yeah. <laughs> you, know that, you know that Fred Flintstone thing where your sure. feet go out the bottom? Yeah, I had a blazer like that for And a you while. have to hold the mirror because it's loose. you got to hold it when you actually want to see Kevin, out of it. Kevin, Tom had a Pontiac Le Mans that broke in half. True. <laughs> Frame broke. Yeah. Great car. That car had, if that car could speak. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fix yeah. my leg. It's broken. <laughs> this is, I didn't know this until I, I dug this one up. In 1916, the Indy 500 was shortened to 300 miles, not because of weather. The, uh, they speculated that it might have been because of World War I. In reality, management thought a shorter race would be more appealing to the fans 
because it took so long in those days. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. Well, what was the average speed then? Yeah. Now, uh, what will the typical Indy 500 take, if weather permitting, if it goes without a hitch? A little over three hours. Uh, you know, it's based on the number of cautions. Yeah. It's based on the number of cautions. But I, I think one happened I think we had in 245 one, or something. Was it maybe two or three years ago we had the fewest yellows in the race, and it, it was yes. like two and a half hours long? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think 245 a yeah. few years ago. How generally, many, the average is around 305 to 310. Right. And let's just say it looks like it's going to rain and they it, it, for the rest of the afternoon. If they call it, is there still a winner if it goes over how many miles? 250. It has to be 251. 101 laps, just over halfway. And if it rains any time after that and they can't get the track back on Sunday, the race is complete. They would not come uh, back Monday. They come back Monday if we don't get to 101. And uh, Dario Franchitti won in that way. Mm -hmm. So so from a strategic standpoint, all these teams have someone watching the weather because it's going to change everything when they stop and if they stop if they think hey it's going to rain forever starting in half an hour correct and it changes the setup on the car a little bit yeah Yeah. Uh, but more so people are going to be more aggressive to your point tom that if they see if we're on lap 81 and they think hey it's going to rain in 26 minutes Let's get after it now. You base when you stop. You're going to maybe try to stretch fuel and not have, you know, you don't want to stop on lap 102 and you go from first to 18th and then it starts pouring and you're 18th. Another cool thing about this place, this place is so big, you can be raining in turn one and And not and sunny in turn four. Very true. true. And and semi-naked women in turn three. Um, or any given turn, no, really. The uh, naked women in turn three. <laughs> it's happened. Now, this says that um, the uh, Yankee Stadium, the Rose Bowl, Churchill Downs, the Coliseum, and Vatican City could all fit in here. Yeah. Now, was that at the same time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you, oh, yeah. There, there's a, there's there's that a map sp- somewhere of that. Yeah. yeah. Or they're oh. all situated inside, mm-hmm. the, uh, inside well, the track. Now, yesterday I had a chance to get up close to the Borg Warner Trophy. And as I was saying earlier before you got here, Mike Tirico, uh, he'd finished all his interviews, and he walked over there with his phone, and he starts taking pictures of it. And someone goes, well, can I get a picture of, with, with you with the thing, Mike? And he goes, oh, no, I just wanted it for my collection. Mm-hmm. So that's how into it he is. Yeah, yeah. And he's such a, such a great guy. He'll be hosting once again the event. Um, this says the Indy 500 trophy, known as the Borg Warner, is engraved with the head of the winner. And they put like a hat. Is, is that a bar relief? Like half a sculpture of your head. Right. It's like his head sticking out of yeah. the trophy. Yeah. yeah. Now the winner does not get kind of Han Solo looking, really. Yeah. 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 Much so. Yeah. 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 Very like good. Han Solo in the carbonite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner does not get to keep the trophy. He gets well, a replica, right? Not. What do you mean? Of course not. Well, you're going to give a guy a six foot twelve well, well, to take well, off. Why not? They give him the Stanley Cup to run around with for a year and uh, drink oh. out of it and stuff like that. Why don't they do? Sure, that they give the him driver? a dolly and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Stanley Cup, by the way, is here this weekend. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah. Now oh. they they the winner gets the Corvette, right? They get the yeah, they get the car. pace car, so and you were getting to could, couldn't they put the the the, the, the Borg runner through the sunroof? They could, <laughs> cool. and they get millions of dollars. Take yes. off the yes. t top, so they get the baby board now. Does That's, that does that have everybody on it, or just their picture or their their sculpture? I don't imagine it has everyone. There's no way you could fit everyone. Or if you did, be, they'd be so tiny. No, I'll have to look at one. So no, we're going to see another one tomorrow. Hint, hint. So there's going to be a ceremony. Before the race for someone. So what they've... Uh, oh, I can figure this one out. Yeah, so <laughs> they, they've sometimes... That's only been done for the last 20 years. And they've come back in on certain milestones, given guys that won the race way back in the day uh-huh. a baby board. So I'll take a look at it tomorrow and see. Uh, which sculpture is the least accurate? Any idea there? 
which one looks like the uh, least like. Well, you think about that for a second. Yeah. So we're going to come right back. This is the Bob and Tom Show. I'm speaking with Mark Miles. Are you technically the CEO, the president, the czar with a T? What are you? Czar. Okay, czar. good. Uh, well, that's, that's good. Um, any particular tips for fans coming to the race? Well, pay a lot of it. Think about it in advance. It's, it's, uh, we're trying to get every single soul, the equivalent of every soul in, uh, let's see, Fort Wayne and South Bend in here in the morning. So leave early, plan, plan your route, check the weather, uh, and, and try to stay cogent throughout the day. Of course. And I would recommend wearing your rubbers, not you know the ones for your feet because if you park in a grassy area it the ground is wet and it's going to stay wet yeah i know we'll have ever i mean it we, we hire every wrecker we can find to tow people out because it does get a little muddy you know this is a prophylactic device <laughs> really yes oh yes but it won't keep it's your it won't keep your shoes dry <laughs> that although that is very impressive i'm speaking with mark miles is it ceo or president i'm the ceo of Holman company okay um, i guess i'm the ceo of indycar too I just saw uh, Alonzo's jersey for sale in the store. Yikes. Yeah, well, there's, there's got to be some benefit. Yeah. You know, what a story. Yeah, but if he'd been in the race, do you have any estimate of how many more people would be watching internationally because he's so well-known? Not really, but, but sort of uh, anecdotally, when he ran in 17, remember the timing to Europe, six hours, and they're running Monte Carlo or Monaco that day. That race finishes, there was like a a 60-minute bridge program on the European broadcasters that have both before they went to the 500. And we had more viewers in Spain and in France than Formula One did in Monaco. So it's it's a big difference. And uh, and I have to say those broadcasters have been doing a great job. They were running tutorials with their viewers to understand IndyCar and IMS. And, uh, you know, it's going to be down from what its potential was, but it'll be up compared to prior years. NBC Television here this year. Have you had a chance to check out all their angles and everything? Are you too busy to even watch on Saturday? You know, I've, I've looked at the map that shows every camera and where the RF stuff is, and it, it, it is uh, it is unbelievable the undertaking. And you know, um, when you when you're doing a television deal, a media deal, there's a lot of sort of touching each other and being nice, and we'll be the best partner ever, and you can't really contract for all that. You can certainly put some things in an agreement. But NBC has over-delivered. Um, th- this has been beyond our expectation, um, not our desires, but our expectations. And, you know, you see it in all the promotion, the creative they brought to it. And now it's about to be game day. And, and the uh, legions of people that are descending, prepared, the way they'll tell the story, they, they have proven to be a fabulous partner. Did you get to meet Mr. Hanks? I did get to meet Mr. Hanks. I met him once in uh, Vail, but, of course, he wouldn't have remembered that. Just tugging on his... On his uh, we, we were in the gondola. I, yeah, right. You probably remember me. I was... <laughs> exactly. But, what, you know, what a, what a fantastic actor. He was here for a really good cause, and uh, he, he is one of those few really bigger-than-life personalities we were glad to have in Indianapolis. Before I let you go, what other um, celebs will be here for the Indy 500? Well, I think you've read about the people who uh, will be on the flag stand, and that's a big deal. I guess we've probably announced who's going to drive the, the pace car. He's right down here in the hallway. So it was funny. Our people are all nervous. Is it, could we put a NASCAR driver in, in the IndyCar uh, pace car? I mean, yeah. He's a great guy. He's done a great job promoting this, and uh, he's a racer. All right. Mark Miles, thanks so much, Mark. Best of luck. See you. Worst.
It's hard. Yeah. yeah that's so, sometimes it's sometimes it, you get to the point where you start showing everybody your kids. <laughs> sometimes, well, that would work for you because your son racist. Yeah. So it would be, you know, uh, fans sometimes apropos. like it because we get to talk to people that otherwise normally don't make the broadcast. Well, and then you do see that, hey, Will Power's funny and, and Hinge can do his yeah. routine. Right. And we, you know, we see Joseph cool. Newgarden do something creative. But do you keep we prefer of, cars on track. Yes. Do you keep a lot of stuff in the vault, so to speak, for that very reason? The producers do. They yeah. have they have features that we can go to that right. help fill the uh, time. Yeah, fill the time and hopefully entertain people. Now the uh, the crew will. We mentioned Mike Tarico is going to be the host of the mm-hmm. event, and then um, I had a chance to talk to some of the other people who will be part of it. Former drivers Danica Patrick. Yep. Yep. Uh, Paul Tracy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then a guy who has been here in a different capacity, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Will be here. I had a chance to talk to Dale. I think we have some of that audio. If you just want to hear a, hear a quick clip, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is he, our he, guest. Dale, you get to drive the pace car. Do you get to keep it? <laughs> no, I, I wish. This is a nice Corvette, but no, somebody else is going to get a hold of that thing. That's a shame. I think you need to renegotiate. Uh, it's going to be a great day. The 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. What exactly are your duties? You know, I'm here for the first time and I'm going to walk around and see a lot of different locations of the racetrack and just react to my, you know, what I'm seeing and we're just going to capture that. Me and Rutledge Wood are going to spend the morning before the race walking around looking at different locations on the track and the facility, some of the more historic spots in this racetrack and uh, hopefully get to talk to some of the drivers on the driver's introduction stage up there and just a lot of different things and then I'm going to drive the pace car. I'll get on the uh, pit box with Danica and uh, Mike Tarico, and they'll come to us periodically throughout the race just to get our feelings and reaction to what we're seeing in the event. But it's going to be very uh, easy, you know. I don't really uh, – I just kind of get to have a natural reaction to, to everything and not a, you're not going to have to be a numbers and stats guy and, you know, do all the things we typically do in the booth. There you go. That's Dale Earnhardt nice. Jr. Had a chance to talk to him yesterday. We also have on the dais, we have been joined by actor Drew Powell. Well, hello. Drew! <laughs> it's such a great day, a great uh, day to be alive. Now, Drew, I know you from uh, Gotham, but I understand I missed you recently. You were on... Uh, Chicago BD. Chicago BD, yes. Now, Bob was saying you were playing a dead body. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's... Some of my finest work. That is uh, one of the more difficult things to do as an actor. I mean... You know, stay still? You know, you have to... Uh, they cast me because I have beautiful toes. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm sorry, what... Big what, tag on that big toe. Oh, man, what, you what was your What was your role? Uh, no, I played a, an undercover cop. Ah. And uh, and uh, so yeah, an undercover cop that may well be back next year. All right, I don't know that. I don't know with that, or without the beard. <laughs> uh, I got to keep the beard. Yeah, I like to keep this as much as often as I can because I'm, I'm trying to look like Josh Arnold. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying, really? to, I'm trying to look like you. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you guys need to do a buddy TV we series. Do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. The Beard Brothers. <laughs> Plus size Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> nice. You could be like those two dudes. What is it? The, what's the commercial the two guys are sitting in the car? For Sonic? Oh, it's Sonic? Sonic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the two uh, weed dealers, I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Who else hangs outside of Sonic all day? Eating all day. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to Drew in a second. We're talking with Kevin Lee about the broadcast of the 103rd running of the Indy 500. I'm assuming there's going to be a rather massive piece about Mario. One of the oh, yeah. one of the few you can use one name like Elvis because this is the 50th anniversary of his win back in 1969. So is there a, a pretty huge Mario piece? So NBC produced an hour long documentary that that yeah. debuted a couple of weeks ago, and it's going to re air several times. But Mario will have a big part of the pre race show, and, and I think he 
uh, may have been offered to drive the pace car, but he'd rather drive the two-seater. So he'll be in the two-seater starting the race as well. And I heard Junior say that Al Roker actually, he said he's filling in for Al Roker driving the pace car, that he had something come up last minute in his schedule. Oh. Al was here yesterday with the Today Show, but something came up. So Junior said, yeah, I'll be here. I'll do it. I'm happy. <laughs> wow. Cool dude. I, he, he, I, I, I'm, I'm glad he's involved because he is genuinely curious he follows IndyCar racing. Yes, I know he's a stock car guy, but he knows who these people are, and he will ask the right well, questions. For my money, if I had to be in a two-seater, I would take Dale Jr. over Mr. Roker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no Al is going to drive the pace, pace car. car. No, I know. I'm just saying, it's when it comes to driving, car. still. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And and they're still doing, I saw on our schedule that Junior has the, the lessons tonight to drive the pace car, like they always do, and I'm thinking, yeah, I think he's probably good. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I would think. He's good, yeah. I'd pick him. I did that a two-seater three times with Mario. Wow. And I did one. I got to, to lead Pocono, and I got to tell you, it was awesome. And, but halfway through, when we were, like, taking that turn, and I'm thinking, he's 76 years old. <laughs> and then I started comparing him to other 76-year-olds I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> did he wow. leave his blinker on the whole time? <laughs> and he asks they for setup changes. Yeah, he if, does. if it's not fast enough, he's, hey, can we do this? Can we take a little wing out yeah, of it? Absolutely. And if he doesn't get a scream from the back, he is not doing his job. He no. loves messing with you. <laughs> That's wow. yeah. You don't want to have him go, uh-oh. They, de- yeah. they definitely had to clean that uh, seat when I got it. I mean, can you, now, when you're in there, can you actually talk to Mario? Do you have a headset? No. Oh, okay. No. All, all, all right. I did was so try you're to just keep panicking. my head down yeah. Yeah. Okay. and panicking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, incredible. it's incredible. At 200 miles an hour, keeping your head down will help. <laughs> help. It's like getting under your desk during an atom bomb. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just take off the, the first third of your yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. That was the dumbest thing we did as kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hide under your desk. Yeah, like yeah. that's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 I also had a chance to talk with, uh, with Danica. Uh, let's talk to Danica Patrick. Let's listen to this. Speaking with Danica Patrick, you look great on TV. It's got to be fun for you. Do you want to pick your top five? Oh, no. Um, no. I think that uh, the great thing about the Indy 500, I'm not trying to cop out. I, I could name five drivers that are fantastic that have a great chance. But um, I, uh, if I was going to really come up with a top five, I feel like I'd need a moment to like identify true, true, true ones that I believed in. But saying that, the thing about the Indy 500 that is special is that there are so many that could say if this would have happened different or then this could have happened if I wouldn't have done this or if they wouldn't have done that or if the yellow wouldn't have come out um, and that's that that's what makes the Indy 500 so cool is that there's so many could have should have would have years for you and that you you keep coming back it's like you know the carrot is feel is so close you're going to be in the broadcast booth. Should be a lot of fun. You got to watch the weather. That's always a factor. There's a slight chance of some rain coming in. Uh, have you guys practiced being on the air? Uh, well, I was on air last week. Of course, for, I saw that for yeah. qualifying. I meant with respect um, to having an actual did, race. And we did have uh, a rain delay for the qualifying. So on NBC. So um, you know, it was uh, we had to go through that whole thing. So anyway, um, it. Uh, we got some practice, but really the the work comes from comes from the truck, 
Terry Lingner does a fantastic job of producing and you know he's the one busy directing here to there and you know then the then the seasoned veterans that have been doing this for a really long time understand you know Lee Diffie's fantastic understands how to fill dead space fill dead time fill fill the TV time he can see what's happening for the you know he can see what's being put on the screen he can just talk and talk and talk and you're like it's so impressive to watch him fill time so those are the guys that are handling the transitions um, and then I just sit there and wait for someone to ask me a question. It's pretty good. Okay, one last question. Is there one particular factor that the average fan should focus on with respect to watching the race? Uh, yes, I think that, you know, strategy plays into the Indy 500 often. I, I think that there's, I would imagine there's probably been just as many wins from off strategy as on, or at least close. Um, so I would say watch someone that starts to get off off strategy that's really good um, or, or has a reason why they maybe got pushed into being off strategy. Um, you're going you're gonna to know who's fast and who's running up front all day. I mean, that's just going to be obvious. So the thing to look for is someone who might get off strategy at a certain point, whether they're choosing to and they're really good or, um, or someone that's being forced into a different one that is really good. And so then, you know, they probably, if you're fast, you have an opportunity to to. to win here. Cool. Thanks, Danica. A pleasure. Good seeing you again. We are live again. Uh, these are the Napa Auto Parts mobile studios. And we have some great guests on the day. As Christy, do you want to introduce them? Yes, we have J.R. Hillebrand and Sage Karam joining us. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Guys. Gentlemen. IndyCar drivers both. Yes. Us. Now, I had, a ch- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a chance to talk to Sage yesterday. And uh, Sage, show them the tattoo on your, uh, is it your right wrist. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. I can't nice. see. It's the, the wheel and the wings? The wheels yeah. and the yeah. wings. I can't bend my wrist over no, there. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You're not... Sage Carabin is pulled out of the Indianapolis 500. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not very flexible. I don't do yoga or anything. so That's all right. That would be a very embarrassing way to pull a muscle. It would. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Look Show, at this. Showing off my tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's the famed Wings and Wheels, the logo of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is where we are right now getting ready for the 103rd running of the Indy 500, and uh, Sage, you look like you're in great shape. Yeah, I mean, I try, you know, it's, uh, I got a lot of downtime to work work out when I only do one race a year, so uh, that's, <laughs> that, that's the least I can do for the team is just be ready to go. <laughs> Pretty sweet gig there. Yeah. Uh-huh. JR, I, I apparently JR doesn't look like he's in shape. What? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't oh, see JR because JR, you know what he's going to say about you? You have great hair. That's what he's. Gonna right. say. I was going to say I'll JR. That, that's what I. That's, that's that what I looked too. like. Only blonder in 1973. <laughs> <laughs> if I take this hat on off now, it's yeah. uh, a little bit uh, sparse up there. Yeah, you know, well, uh, uh, looking great. And also on the dais, we have the distinguished actor uh, Drew Powell, and uh, Drew from Gotham. And uh, uh, you remember that show back yeah, in the day? Yeah, we all remember that show. <laughs> yeah, it ended about a I, month ago. I'm also unemployed, man. So uh, at, least, at least you got a race. <laughs> I got nothing. And I'm not even working out. <laughs> we are Drew's one gig this year. <laughs> but you get yeah. donuts. Exactly. Yeah, we don't we don't pay. You don't even pay. <laughs> no, we don't pay scale. It's, uh, no, no. Donuts. Today he gets chicks money. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna pay my mortgage yeah. and donuts. You guys are fast this year. I can't believe the average speed for. Uh, four laps. Uh, we're close to 2.30. and I mean, Yeah, it was quick. Um, these yeah, new last, cars, last they stick right through them, don't they? Yeah, last handful of years have been, been pretty fast, it feels like. Yeah. So, um, you know, for us, you know, when we look at race day, we're, we're looking at the weather a lot. Just because sure. the cars, these last year and this year, they really seem to be affected by the ambient conditions. You know, if it gets hot, the cars get 
tougher to drive by a lot in a hurry. Um, Even track, the new track temp goes up. The and new cars the uh, same way. I feel like this new car that we've had, you know, body kit's been different there. Dynamics been a little bit different last year and this year, and uh, I think they're they're even more sensitive than the cars before. Oh, that. really? So, um, you know, part of that's fun for us because it puts it a little bit more in the hands of the driver. You know, um, but but definitely, you know, last year race day was hot. You know, hottest Indy 500 on record and. Yeah. That was one of the most challenging races just to get through, uh, certainly, that I've been in. Is it uh, weird uh, adjusting to that deflector in front of you guys, that new thing that was added to the car? Now you have something new in your vision? You know, Is it kind of weird? It's funny that um, you know we have, the Formula One cars add, added the halo, which is kind of a similar right. thing that has like a you know bar that comes up in front of you like that. Um, and so we figured that, you know if those guys didn't cause those guys any problems, it probably wouldn't us. And when you get out in the car, you're looking so far down the road, don't even notice it. You really just don't even see it. Yeah. Is no. it harder in rain or in heat? Like I mean, if, if yeah. it's cold and overcast and you have, you know, typically we so we won't run if it's raining. Yeah, but. In, typically, the car is easier to drive if it's cooler out, right, and right. if it's and or if it's more damp, like if the right. humidity is high, just because the air is heavier, the wings right. work better. But if it's um, cold out, it's hard to get your tires to grip to the track, isn't it? You know, honestly, like the track temp being low makes the tires work so much better. Oh no, kidding! Huh. That if it's really cold, you know, then for sure, you know, if it's below, you know. 50 or 55 degrees and it's and it's cold and it's overcast and all that stuff you start to notice that a little bit maybe Hmm. but um you know we're we're definitely i think as drivers just to for your own car to feel good regardless of how it kind of affects the race you're usually you know wishing that it'd be a little overcast just at least keep the track temp down how many guys are in your ear when you're driving out there um basically you got two spotters um and then i got dennis on the stand who calls my race and you know, occasionally you'll you'll get maybe a and you know your engineer will chime in. What's the spotter telling you? The, there's a guy right behind you. Don't crash! Don't crash! Please, dear God, don't crash! Non-stop. Don't go! Don't, don't go right, you jackass! Yeah. No, I mean I'm a. Uh, I don't really like a lot of chatter on my radio. Right. So I, every driver's different. You know, every driver asks their spotters for different information. You know, some guys want to know. You know what other guys are doing on track as far as lines, like what looks like it's working and traffic and stuff like that. Um, whereas I'm just like, you know, just keep it basic. If there's yeah. somebody inside of me, just say inside. Let me know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't like a lot of chatter because I just, I just try and stay calm. I, but my one spotter in turn one, he's like real fiery. Like he's, uh, he gets really excited really quickly. Like if I get a pat, like if I do a pass or whatever and, He'll just like get on the thing and he's like, All right, let's go, let's go get the next guy. Come on, it's Dixon up there. Go get him, go get him. And I'm like, I'm trying to stay calm here. Like let's not freaking Newt Rockney in there. Yeah, he, on, you he, can do it. He, yeah, he's funny, but he's can you he's been with me since two thousand fourteen, so it's good to have that, you know, relationship. Hey, JR, can you tell who else can you uh, uh, you're going so fast, do you know which cars are which up there and they're Yeah, it, for sure. You know, really I mean, at least at least yeah. the cars that are sort of immediately around you the next four or five cars up ahead of you you know a couple of cars behind you know um, who's who yeah i mean you get so used to seeing these guys around you know and we're all relative to each other we're all going the similar speed right True. so you know you'd be able you're able to uh to to figure that out for sure what else are you guys doing besides steering you guys have th- things you have to move around to change the yeah, balance i mean you know you're uh, for sure you know just guiding the car on the track is kind of the biggest initial piece but you know i mean last year i didn't run a single lap flat out in the race so you're you know pedaling it quite a bit once you get into race trim um hopefully you're not using the brakes much around here just to keep the speed up but 
Um, you've also got uh, anti-roll bar adjusters in the car, so you got a couple of levers in the car that are you know manual adjustments. Is that your call or is someone telling you? Yeah, no, it's just driver's call. Sometimes a team will remind you that you have some tools available if mm-hmm. they if they can see that the you know the car's handling is going off. Um, and then we've got what's called a weight jacker, which. Uh, these are just buttons on the steering wheel. Um, now, that was my nickname in high school. I was going to say, that's not going to go oh, man. Yo, you got me the weight check. Sorry, JR. That's okay. But it shifts weight across the front axle. So you think about like moving, moving weight across to the left front makes the car kind of dive down into the corner and turn left a little bit better. If the car is turning too well and you know you get a little loose or you've got some oversteer, uh, you'll move it to the right front to kind of stabilize the front of the car. So this is all while going over 200 miles. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. part that's incredible to me. As having done the two seater and gone, maybe 190, I think was the highest we got. Like it's incredible that you can do anything at all. I mean, this is a lot of things you do. Well, you were sobbing. I was sobbing. I was sobbing. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. I didn't say goodbye to my son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's incredible. By the way, speaking of nicknames, yes. Jr., do you have a nickname? Do, do you have? A, have they given you one? Because I think you should be called the Professor. That can we do that? Really, I, uh, I the just, Professor. I yeah. just recently JR, started being called Speedway Jesus. That's better. That's better. I would stick with that. That's better. That's better. I would stick with that. You have that. I like the look. Professor. Yeah. 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 No, no, that's better. Yeah. Speedway now, Jesus. Yeah. Do you have people that advise you, or does someone come up and go, "Hey, look, man, look, Peter and Paul." Now he's got a whole Speedway. Yes. Do they go, "Hey, man, look, the hair." Beard. Uh, I, who's the? I wonder how many people have won the race with a beard. Very few. Or, I'm say. not sure. I, I feel anybody? like there must be did, somebody. Did but Rossi I'm not, have one? No. I know there was there was the sideburns era. Because so this came up. This came up when with Fernando at one point because he's got kind of like a scruffy situation, yeah. and we, two of us qualified next to each other yeah. in in 17. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going. You know, I feel like I'm going for kind of the Ari Lion like <laughs> yeah. yes. sort of like. So will you wear situation. sandals while you're driving? <laughs> Nomex, if they're fireproof. fireproof. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. Nomex sandals. Yeah, yeah. Ari Ari Lion the the elder. Mr. Lion Dyke, not the one from the Bachelor show, whatever that was. Uh, he had a long, he had long hair. Yeah, I just I just finally got kind of like he 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 sent me a tweet. That's how we all communicate these days, I yeah. guess. Right. But saying that he thought I'd finally gotten there. So nice. Speedway yeah. Jesus turned I got, water got, into milk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great shirt right there. Yeah. That, that deserved at least one hug. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was very nice. Nice, nice. In fact, that line will be stolen. Yep. JR wins the Indy 500. That yeah. someone's going to steal yeah, absolutely. that one. Absolutely. Although may, they may be Kevin. too timid to, to put Speedway Jesus. That's a perfect nickname so for you. so good. Though. you got to make T-shirts. I will buy and wear that T-shirt, so help me. Speedway <laughs> Jesus. I'm in. Uh, I, well, that's, that's, that's very, very nice. Uh, once again, we are speaking to two of the guys that will be driving in the 103rd running of the Indy 500, J.R. Hildebrand and uh, Sage Karam. And, J.R., you kind of got famous for not winning um, that uh, first, oh, first year. That's true. Rookie year. Yep. You came really close. Sorry to bring this up again. No, no, no. Too it, soon. It gets brought up all the time. <laughs> um, I'm sure it does. Uh-huh. No, I mean, uh, I think, you know, for me, that always just gives me a lot of confidence that, you know, when you're rookie year, you, you're, you're just trying to get through everything, you know. And so to be in a position to win it and, and get that close, um, you know, just gives me a lot of confidence that we can get out here and make it happen now with a you know, number of years and having been in better cars and 
lots of different situations. Been lucky to to make it all 500 miles um, almost every time that I've I've been out here. So nice. That that's saying counts. something for real. Yeah. yeah. What's oh, interesting yeah. to me is the the, the in the Indy 500 this year, the car that's starting in the first position and the car starting in the 33rd position are only what is it 1.5 seconds apart of the qualification. Yeah, like two and a half miles an hour. Or something so like that. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a matter of it's feet. super close, and I feel like it's kind of been like that for a few years now. That you know, while your qualifying position definitely matters, like it definitely does tell you something about you know who what the good teams are and good drivers you know compared to maybe the ones that that don't have it all together um i mean sage knows this like the car and race trim is a totally different animal and as long as as long as we can get out there and feel like you know the conditions and kind of the package of the car are such that you can make on track passes mm-hmm. with a good car and kind of know what you're doing last year was the first year in a long time that it felt like man I, you know you're gonna have to rely on some strategy to to work your way up to the front but um, you, know, you got 500 miles to work your way up into the top 10. True. And you know, once you're once you're, if you can hover around the top 10 with you know two or three stints to go, you're you're in it. You know. Yeah. So that's that's the exciting thing for us for sure. So uh, Sage, if you uh, win on Sunday, do you get to drive next week? Um, well, probably not because the team do- doesn't have any road course uh, parts. I don't think. <laughs> We've, we've only focused on doing doing the 500, so I don't even think they've bought road course parts. Our, our friends at Napa, they have the parts you need. If only that was the next commercial. Yeah. I, I, am I at liberty to switch it around? Please do. This is the Bob and Tom Show. This is the Bob and Tom Show coming to you live from our mobile Napa Auto Parts studios. And once again, the dais has gotten so much more handsome. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Very and here. Don't embarrass our guest, for God's sake. <laughs> we have one of the great drivers with us, Simon Pagino, the pole sitter for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Right. Yes. Give it up. <laughs> Simon, I, 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 let me, uh, you don't mind, I speak a little French. So Do you really? Voyons voir. He's fluent. That is so interesting because oui. I've never heard a French person do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the pole, and uh, Mr. Pagano happens to be friends with actor Drew Powell. I love this guy. Because you, you were a fan Dangerous of, friends. of Gotham. Yeah. Is that yes, how this all started? I'm a big fan of Gotham, actually, and um, we met on Twitter. Yeah. It's Tom here speaking with uh, Townsend Bell, who has the distinction of being more handsome than almost all of the drivers. Uh, how, well, what is it like I guess, to be on TV uh, uh, the other day and it's raining and you've got to keep going and going and going? Well, first, let's make one thing clear. I have the distinction of having a full-time makeup crew in a talent trailer uh, only for this event. So um, it's fun. It's amazing how fast it goes. You know, you think we're on the air for seven hours for a practice session. What what in the world are we going to talk about? Or a three-hour rain delay. And... Amazingly, we ha- we have things that we want to say that we don't get in, and uh, it's it uh, it's cool how fast it goes. What time did you realize that was going to happen? You were going to be able to get both events done. I think uh, I think when the when the sun popped and we saw this new Doug Bowles likes to call it the penetrant, not a sealant, a penetrant mm-hmm. on I, the racing surface it. that they invested. Uh, I'm sure a small fortune in applying to the track and the idea apparently was not only to preserve the existing asphalt but I think also help um, 
uh, dry faster. And you could just tell, having been here for many years, just watching how you know sections started to dry pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden, it was like, wow, we're going to be able to get this thing in. And then we started asking ourselves, okay, uh, the last row shootout, they've already had their little practice session in the morning, but are they going to have a practice session for the Fast 9? And, you know, we were all like, hey, we, they ought to just run them. You know, just, just guys are ready. They, if you're in the Fast 9, you know what you have. So just go make a run. And, and IndyCar, to their credit, just, you know, let's go. Gunslingers, everybody line up. We got it all in. And, and the crazy part was there was so much drama for the last row shootout that nobody had a chance to catch their breath. And the Fast 9 car was going. And it was the most action-packed 90 minutes of qualifying that I think this place has ever seen. And it's amazing the the amount of time between the car that's up front and the car that's all the way in the back. What is the two seconds or something? Uh, Kurt would know. It's three and a half, three and a half mile an hour. Yeah. How many feet is that, Kurt? Not much. <laughs> For ten miles. It's, it's a football field. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> is there any truth to the rumor that um, the McLaren team uh, set their car inadvertently using metric rather than feet and inches, <laughs> and that's why it didn't go? I've heard that. Is that, is that the case? <laughs> I think they were using... Uh, they had some borrowed stuff from what? From Andretti and Penske? Yeah. They, what are the sailing terms to measure length? Uh, um, uh, leagues? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, I listen, Fathoms? I, yeah, fathoms. There you go. Uh, they gave it their all. And uh, credit to Fernando Alonso and Zach Brown, the, the CEO for McLaren, to take it on the chin and stand up and say, hey, you know what? We weren't well enough prepared. And we basically got beat straight up. I mean, um, there were some issues that they dealt with. But you go talk to all other 33 or 35 teams that try to qualify for this race. Issues for everybody. And this is hard. This is the biggest race in the world. It's tough. It should be tough. And uh, I promise you, if McLaren comes back, it won't be like that again. Because they'll learn. Now, with regard to the broadcast... Did you guys actually do uh, practice broadcasts, watching video? Or have they assigned you a specific role when they're up, up in the booth? Obviously, you've got a lot going on. You've got an earpiece. What's your specific role? Well, I'm the color commentator along with Paul Tracy. So Lee does the play-by-play, and we react and we analyze and we project what might happen and, and insert our opinions. Um, and, you know, second from that, my job is to make sure that Paul... Uh, gets a nap during the day, uh, knows what his schedule is to be somewhere on time, um, and uh, occasionally find his cell phone and, and car keys. Do you miss uh, being a driver? Well, I race sports cars the rest of the year, but that's kind of like playing in the senior, senior PGA Tour, you know, compared to racing at the Indy 500. I raced here 10 times. I do miss it, but I tell you what I don't miss is the stress of qualifying weekend. I mean, most drivers will tell you that is the most stressful part of the month is those four qualifying laps, or in Fernando's case, you know, the 25 qualifying laps, 20, 24 qualifying laps, or whatever it was that he had to do. Uh, cars on edge. Um, in my case, I never had a backup car. I think once. In 10 Indy 500s, I had one time that I had a backup car, meaning if I wrecked, I'm out. Yeah. And so you got to lay it all on the line, and... You know, I've described uh, uh, qualifying or the race here as different than any other sporting event. The prize is across the way. The difference at Indy is you're going to not run across grass to go get the prize like other sports. You're running across a high wire. It's Mm -hmm. a 1,000 feet in the air. Um, The weather may be a factor. I was looking at the hourlies for Sunday, and it looks like maybe some raindrops about 2 o'clock. 
What the exact start time is? What Eastern time? Eleven forty-six. Is it half an hour later this year? What What is this? Yeah. Is it twelve forty. Twelve forty. Okay. Yeah. So, and how long does it typically take the race? Three and a half hours. Three. So, so if it rains at two o'clock, potentially. You, yeah, yeah, but the the teams. How many laps do you have to do? before they can call it a race and if it's rained out. 100, 101 laps, but I believe they will not start the race unless they know they have a window to get it in. Um, so I saw a tweet or something from Doug Bowles just earlier that says sunsets at 9.03 p.m., and, and he was quoted as saying 6 p.m. is the latest that they think they could start the race. Um, I know from an NBC perspective that uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to get it in, but uh, weather you know, is what it is and, and seems to always factor every year. Do you have some guy at NBC glued to all the radar and on the phone to Terre Haute? And- uh, several, yeah, yeah. We're getting several weather updates, and and frankly, most of the network will probably be glued to the weather, trying to you know project uh, where the windows will be. Okay, putting you on the spot, can you give me the top five you think have the best shot? Yeah, Alexander Rossi looked super fierce in practice, um, confident. They haven't made hardly any changes to his car. Uh, brilliant racecraft here the last few years. Simon Pagano riding a wave of momentum. Uh, pole sitter won the Grand Prix. Uh, career rebound for him. Um, and uh, so he looks very strong. I'd say power, uh, you know, one last year knows what it takes, has, has come full circle on his oval career to, to master these ovals. Ed Carpenter finished second last year, three time pole sitter, uh, hometown kid. Um, that would be huge. Would be huge. So that's one, two, three, four. You know, for my fifth, uh, I'm going to get Cinderella's story. Mm-hmm. Colton heard it. Wow. Age 19? 19. Already a race winner. Uh, great little race team. Yankees ownership. Wow. And great story for IndyCar. And he's, he's fully capable of making it happen. Townsend Bell, NBC Sports. Thanks, Townsend. Thank you, great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. This is the Bob and Tom Show coming to you live from our mobile Napa Auto Parts studios. And once again, the dais has gotten so much more handsome. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Very and good to be here. Don't embarrass our guest, for God's sake. <laughs> we have one of the great drivers with us, Simon Pagino, the pole sitter for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Simon, uh, uh, let me, uh, you don't mind, I speak a little French. So Do you really? Voyons voir. Ha, ha, ha. He's fluent. That is so interesting because oui. I've never heard a French person do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the pole, and uh, Mr. Pagino happens to be friends with actor Drew Powell. I love this guy. Because you, you were a fan Dangerous of, friends. of, of Gotham. Yeah. Is that yes, how this all started? I'm a big fan of Gotham, actually. And uh, we met on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, is so, that right? Yeah. You do. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. any good relationship. Like any, any good yeah. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts these days. Sure. Right. Yeah. Either Twitter or, or Grindr. Instagram. Or whatever yeah. that is. Or, ma- or Grindr. Match.com. I think your no, wife and his girlfriend might have something to yeah. say about that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone hey. with Match.com, something heterosexual, but, you know, whatever. Hey, whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. Doesn't really matter. if you say Grindr. Deeper, deeper. You drive for uh, Mr. Penske. Uh, Never Mr. heard. Team Penske. <laughs> that Drew or me? Um, yeah, I, did. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do a little driving myself. Do you really? Yeah. Drew yeah. drives Mr. Penske. <laughs> <laughs> when Mr. Yeah. Penske's regular driver is not available. Yes. Uh, that, that'd be rough driving Mr. Oh, Penske. Can you around. imagine? That's pressure. Um, yeah. Now, uh, I, I know something you don't know about Mr. Penske. 
Uh, this is you're not going to believe me when I tell you this. My aunt oh my used God. to be used to be the neighbor of his parents, and they would always be going. I'm not joking about this. Way back in the day, it would be the, there'd be noises in the neighborhood. It's those Penske kids and their go karts. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes, no that's kidding. a good story. My aunt Marg always talked about it, and then, of course she she was quite. She lived to be like 98. But yeah, it's, you know, Roger Penske ended up doing pretty well, Aunt Marg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she did. Pretty good track yeah. record wow. yeah, here yeah. at the did Indianapolis right. Motor Speedway. Well, well, poor Aunt Marg. Yeah, I've never had a chance to tell uh, Mr. Penske that, <laughs> but uh, I would like to tell him that someday in person. We've spoken to him on the phone a couple times. Uh, but uh, you are on the poll. Awesome, great yeah. job. Thank you. Super cool. Now, do you you don't get to keep uh, you don't get to keep the Corvette until you win the race, right? I I, I don't even get to get it. I think so. What, no. What do they give you for the poll? Just a check. For the poll, uh, it's a check. It's a good check. Yeah. yeah. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, and some thunder. And some thunder. And some thunder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that might be a good sign. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. In many countries, it is. Yes. Yes. No. God's excited yeah. for you. By yeah. the way, it's, Simon's buying the next time we go to dinner. <laughs> oh. Well, I only get a cut of it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, to- easy, easy. He does work for Penske. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Penske probably yes. makes a taste, as they say. <laughs> so you're just getting an hourly wage then, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, am I correct in saying a Frenchman has won the Indy 500? Wasn't it? Yes, there, oh. were, there, were, there were three Frenchmen who won. Uh, but the last one was in 19, I believe 1920, if I'm not wrong, with Gaston Chevrolet. Mr. Chevrolet. Mr. Chevrolet, yes. Uh, who was also said to be maybe sweet from Switzerland. Oh. So he was born in France, but apparently he asked for Switzerland um, nationality. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So then it might be two and a half, but we tried <laughs> to make it three anyway or four. What's interesting but to me... But it's cool. It's 100 years ago. Uh, you have a beautiful... You speak English very well, and English obviously not your the tongue you grew up speaking, but when you're going 200 plus miles an hour and someone's talking in your ear... I'm assuming everyone's speaking English, or do you? Yes, have, no English. We you don't have any. You don't have one any, language. You don't have any, any French spotters going sacre bleu. <laughs> I spoke a no. lot of French when I went around that. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. As in yeah, pardon no. my. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Uh, Simon Pagano, very handsome man, clean shaven. Always. That's you, the trademark, you know. Of, we, uh, we were talking to a J.R. Hillebrand, and he has a beard. He's apparently known as Speedway Jesus. <laughs> he looks like and one. I, I, yeah. I think he would be the first winner to have a beard. I, we've been thinking about that. We don't know. There have been I'll some, look it up. There have been some with questions. a mustache. I know that. And um, some very heavy sideburns. There was a big sideburns era back in, what, the mid-'70s yeah. uh, when, when they won. Um, and then, of course, we've had bald winners. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you've got a great head of hair. Thank you. Uh, and I work on it hard. Yeah. Yes. You know, is it, is it true that they ask you which type of milk you want to drink it if is you true. win? It is true. You get, a, you get an email from the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the Milk Dairy Association, mm-hmm. um, who's the big support of this race. And they ask you, every driver, they say, which milk would you like if you win the race? And is it like, is it like chocolate or uh, Can you skim, do chocolate? Skim? I guess you could. I mean, oh, they, that might be Fitty bad. Fittipaldi asked for orange juice one year. And they, they, were, they got upset. But I, what is it, skim milk, 2% or regular? Yeah, or? you could do whole milk. I did whole milk because I want the whole experience. Yes. Yeah. Come you on. Know. I see. Uh, you get 2% oh. skim. A, a smattering of applause. Yeah, the, uh, that got more applause than my Jesus milk. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, it did. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Uh, Simon does everything better than me. By the way, a little interesting side note. He came over to visit one time, and I had to do an audition. So Simon actually read the off-camera lines for this audition, and I got the job. Oh, you nice. You did the part? Yeah. Well, I, didn't, I didn't get the job, but he did. No. And then they're like, who is that handsome voice on the other side of the camera? Well, then he maybe you will be good luck for him this weekend. You don't know it. Yeah. On it. Every, once, maybe, every uh, once in a while, major athletes end up with sort of cameos in various uh Things. Well, the most oh, sure. recent would be Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. that was kind of weird. Yeah, it was. Yep. Um, what's your favorite TV show? Do you watch? Well, actually, television? I'm into Game of Thrones right now because I started late. Ah, I'm a late uh, bloomer. bloomer. Yeah. I did the same thing with the iPhone. I had a flip phone for years, then finally switched. Finally made it. Me too. <laughs> but, uh, so what? Yeah, I'm into what? Game of Thrones right now. What season are you into right now? Uh, I just started season five. Oh, here comes the rain. Here comes Are you guys not staying? Five. You're not staying. No. Sure they will. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be over before you know it. Uh, we are live at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You may be able to hear the rain. Yes. It's beautiful. Uh, and we are on stage. We're talking with uh, the pole sitter, Simon Pagino. Uh It'll be interesting because there may be rain off and on during the broadcast. Uh, we were talking to some of the NBC people. They have uh, 100-plus cameras available. And the men and women that do this, if they've done the Olympics and everything, and this is a whole new animal for them to have to switch between all of those points of view. Will you have a camera on your car? Um, I know I have a camera. I don't know if it's live. I know we can. We it records constantly, um, so we can actually review. Um, do you, are you anything? talking to them? Will they have? Will you be mics? You mean the I don't NBC know. people? I actually yeah. don't know. Oh. That might happen. I, I have no idea. I would imagine they can cut in there and talk to the guys like on a yellow or something. Or yeah, I know they do that in NASCAR. So yeah. they might. Be would that able be to, distracting? Yeah, yeah wouldn't that yeah, be? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so it would weird. be. I wouldn't want weird. to do that too much. Yeah, no. so, yeah. Simon, this is Al Roker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, How's the weather? How's hey. the down there, trackside. <laughs> hey, what's happening in turn four? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now. Why did they not allow Mr. Drew Powell to be one of the guys in the pit crew changing the tires? That's a great question. Uh, because was I got the pole. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and it's my best chance to so, win it. So, so, was it a, <laughs> so was it a lack Some of skill? Friend. It's a, it's a friend speed thing, Tom. I'm sorry. Yes. I threw you under the bus. Now, uh, yep. Drew, you're a big, strong guy. You look, like, you. You look like you're a, a retired uh, lineman for a... Uh, I, pl- I played one for on a, TV for a, a uh, for a minor league uh, XFL <laughs> <laughs> for a D three school. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, wouldn't you? You'd be pretty good at schlepping around the Man, tires, wouldn't listen, you? I've I've had the opportunity to to watch a lot. You know, get right there in pit pit road and, and watch these guys. Man, they are athletes. I'm telling you. I, I, I don't like pain that much. Those guys, yeah. those guys are tough. And I've got a chance to know. That's, that's a cool thing about our friendship. Like, you know, it's, I, I grew up in Indiana, so I grew up around the 500 and, you know, always was interested. But once you get to know a driver and get some of this, uh, the stuff I've gotten to see, I have so much more respect for, for what they do. And, 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 and it's just been so fun. It's also kind of scary now. I've got a buddy that's like, Going 230 miles around a track. You have a buddy who's on the pole yeah, for the Indy 500. Exactly. I know it's it's such a neat deal, and and uh, and he, he, so he's the, one of the greatest guys. I know. If he wins, how many? When? He, uh, when? Sorry. When? When, when Simon Pagino wins the 100th well running of the yes. Indy 500. Yes. How far down the ladder is it before you? <laughs> <laughs> before you tweet? <laughs> December, Tom. <laughs> You'll send me a picture yeah. of it. December. Yeah. Now, Simon, I understand that you are a skier. Yes, I love skiing. Now, yes. are you allowed to ski with your current contract with Mr. Penske? Can you ski or d- during the off season or do tough they subject? Ask? Tough subject. Oh, but, sorry uh, to bring this up. It is not written in the contract that I can't. 
it is written in a contract that if I'm injured, I won't drive the car. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's my fair own response. Enough. The cool thing with honestly with Tim Penske, they're very fair in everything they do. It's the most fair people I've ever met, and uh, in racing and around the world. And I have to say, you know, they tell you you can go do it. Don't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and you are also a dog lover. Yes, oh, which we all are. This dog is so cute. I wish he could have come, but he is it a French oh, poodle? French no. poodle? French poodle? He's a no. <laughs> no, he's not. Your dog oh, actually is a Jack Russell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a way bigger dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your dog's name is Norman. Yeah, Norman. Is that based on the French? Uh, uh, it's actually uh, it's like good, Normandy. Yeah, great or? question. No, it's actually based off the Lake Norman in oh. Charlotte, oh. Where, where, I'm, where I live now. Ah, well, okay. that's not a very interesting answer, but. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes the truth is not interesting. I would have gone with the Normandy thing. This great history was a man-made lake made in 1962. I mean, by a guy named Norman. Norm. He dug the whole thing (laughs) with the shovel. Yeah. (laughs) Handmade lake. Yep. Now I know that you're also a wine enthusiast. Yes. Obviously, you've got to be very clear-headed doing what you do. (laughs) Uh, What's the uh, like? What the last glass of wine? Like a week before you go do what? Yeah, no, I uh, I cut back for sure. You can't get in the car too drunk. <laughs> but I don't, Did you I notice he said too drunk? Too drunk. Yeah. I'll bet there was a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I guarantee. Yeah, I guarantee the brakemen were all drunk <laughs> way back yeah, when. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's a famous French driver who was, uh, actually won in Formula One Grand Prix. Um, he used to say that helped him to break later. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So he would drink his glass of wine before he gets in the car wow. and go. So now, do you have your own um, brand of, if you will? No, there, not there, yet. Oh, you, you have to. Got to. I, maybe someday. Actually, it's something I'd like to get into after my career because I don't have time right now to focus on other things. You have one of your people do it. Do you have people? <laughs> no. That's just it. No. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm available. Powell. I'm available. Yeah. Mr. Powell's on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. It, it's a passion for sure. I okay. enjoy it. Let me ask this. Uh, Drew Powell is a wonderful actor and Thank a great you. guy. Thanks so much. He is. And in, in the world of um, movies about things, I often like acting people. Who, I often like asking people who do a certain thing. If you play football, what's the best football movie? What is the best movie, not a documentary, about the world of automobile racing? Uh, I think Rush, <clears throat> actually, and it, you know, uh, the passing of Nicky Lauda this, yep. this past couple, week couple was yeah. a couple Monday. of days ago. Yeah, Monday. I don't even know which day it is. Um, that was that was really sad, but he lived a good life and he was a tremendous driver. But that movie is really what drivers still go through um, in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, one of my favorite is Grand Prix. It's an old movie. It's mm-hmm. the one with James Garner and yes, Paul. yep, correct, that's it. very correct. good, Tom. and it's a beautiful movie, uh, just beautiful. The you know the way the way it was filmed was was right. just tremendous. Yeah. Wow. He does a pretty good impression, though, of uh, the guy from Talladega Nights. Uh, was it? Uh, yeah. Ricky Sasha Bobby? Baron Cohen's No. no. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen's I'm here to get you, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> See, he even acts better than me. Wow. Dang it. Yikes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Simon Pagino is our guest, and he is on the poll for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. It's such a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking the time to come over and see us. What, uh, now it's raining right now, what will your date be today if once this clears up? Uh, it's a busy, uh, it's busy, really busy with a lot of, uh, yes, it was mostly media day, so it w- there were a lot of media um, uh, stops. 
Um, last night we had Sam Schmidt Gara for this foundation, for the Paralysis Fund Foundation. Mm-hmm. So we've finished the day at nine. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty much like this for three days nonstop, and then we have the parade on Saturday. So um, uh, busy, busy. There's only a few hours to rest. I, try, I tried to get, get him ready. to go out with me last night, and he had the nerve to say no. Yeah. no I, I can't go get drunk with you, Drew. No, not happening this Man. week. Uh, what we'll is, have to look at next week. Okay. Is there is there a, a, a pre-race ritual that you do? Do you have any? Do you? Uh, it's pretty boring. Yeah, I do the same every time, every day. So is, I eat the same thing every day. Which is what? What is it? Salmon avocado. On white, on white toast um, every morning. Right. And then I eat uh, chicken pasta at lunch. Very boring. Every day. <laughs> so the only exciting time of my day is really dinner. So and I sleep. Where, where anything can happen. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> dinner. Where dinner. anything can happen. <laughs> Pizza. Uh, uh, sometimes. Yeah. I will say, Not though, he, he's got this great group of, of people, uh, some are French, and they... they Come, I've never seen anything see, like I have it. People, see. But yeah, he's got people, and they, they come on mass, and they're the one guy specifically is this incredible chef, and like outside, and he's got like a, a, a gourmet kitchen, and they cook these incredible they meals do, yeah. at several of the races. Then they come the to several races. They're like they were race fans to start. Then we met at the racetrack. And we became great friends. And Drew actually had a dinner with us. That was fun. It was, was fun. incredible. I'm not <laughs> kidding. It was, and it was in somebody's yard at, this, at Speedway. Like, it was like, there was not a kitchen. They brought everything with them. It was incredible. We have Five a good star. life. Yeah. We, have, we have a good life. And there was also one last quick story. That we, yes. we, uh, after the Rev event here in Indy, Simon and I like hung out. And it's like, well, I'll just hang out. We, I, I took the couch in his trailer. And we were hungry at like midnight. So we called and ordered pizza. Delivered in, and they brought it. The, so the pizza came <laughs> at midnight into the infield. To the motor coach? The, yeah, right here. Wow. Over here. Yeah, it was pretty good. We had brownies, too, yeah. at the end. And brownies, Remember that? Yeah. Regular brownies. It's important. You gotta have brownies after pizza. Yeah, it right? was so great. Now, do, you, do you have any uh, special uh, things that you wear or that you do on the morning of a race? Uh, well, I have a little... Uh, I have a... Do I, how long do I have? Go uh, time. As long as you want. I have a cool story. So this lady that works for Honda in France uh, was, has become a great friend of mine when I was driving for Honda. Uh, she's the PR rep for Honda France. And uh, she, she goes to heavy races. She, goes to, she organizes a lot of events with media. So anyways, we became great friends. And she used to give me a good luck charm. Back mm-hmm. in started in 2006. Right. And every time she gave me a good luck charm, I had a good season. Oh, you so know, it was a different, luck. different charm each season? Yeah. Okay. And it had to change. So um, last year, she forgot to uh, send me the good luck charm, and I oh. had a pretty bad season last really? year. Really? Compared to usual. So um, I called her, like, hey, in hey. a rush, two weeks, two days before St. Pete, and I said, <laughs> I got to get the good luck charm. <laughs> and she sent it FedEx. It showed up just before the race started. Awesome. Perfect. At the track. And look. Yep. Wow. Look at this. Yeah. It's working. And it's an anvil. Sure is working. It's a full-size so it's in the anvil. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is... The good oh, charm small. Is, Sorry. You didn't really say what the charm was. <laughs> no, I don't. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a little pendant. So, uh, pendant? Pendant. Pendant. Like a flag? Or pendant. Pendant. Yeah, like, you a know, pendant, yeah. Like a little necklace? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. pendant, yes. Mm-hmm. It's Maria. And uh, it's in the car. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Got a little pocket. It's in the car. Wow. Simon Pagino, the pole sitter for the 103rd yes. run. Thank you, Thank you. My man. Awesome. So cool. And I think you should get a spotter that speaks French. God, would that be funny. <laughs> now, will you do, do you, will you, if you win, will you be able to like whip out a, a French flag or something? Do you have someone standing by with that? We, uh, we talked about it. We had to do it for, for the poll photo already. So uh, we talked about it. That's certainly something I'd love to do. You know, in a way, I, I feel like I should. 
But in a way, also, I've been so welcome to America, and I've lived here for so many years. I also feel bad for the people who support me yeah. to show a different flag. You know no, what I mean? Don't feel bad. We're so I don't know. What do you I think? think no, it's great. Bill. This this is a great international right. event, and yeah. it's been won by okay. uh, uh, people from all that over makes the me world. Feel good. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, embrace that. Do good. both. Yeah. Right. yeah, we're yeah. happy. Exactly. That makes me feel good. All right, we'll do that then. Okay. I'm, I'm just, just working on my friends. And, and a lot of screaming and yes. tea and crying. Absolutely. Yeah. What were we going to say? I was just going to say I'm working on my French so I can play Simon in the movie in the biopic. Oh yeah. You know you have to do. This is. You have to do a few other things. This is. I hate to say this, but there's going to be some exercise. <laughs> this is a Simon after he was stung by every bee in the world. And we're going to have to shave you. Everywhere. Uh, oh, Simon, wow. uh, Simon, best of luck. You are such a cool guy. Thank you. Yeah. So Simon, much. Thank you. Know, everybody. Thanks, Simon. We're coming right back. This is the Bob and Tom Show. 